Oh, hello there. That's how I greet my dog, Olio, whenever I see him. Because, you know, I want to greet you guys in the friendliest and most loving way I know. Disclaimer lang, I'm practically whispering right now because I because my mic kept acting up so I had to record over and over again. Um, moving on. I'm recording this podcast for my birthday. I just turned 19 today. Grabe, 19 years and still. But I am none the wiser. But, you know, I managed to hold on to a couple of insights which I would like to share with you guys because I... Honestly, I've been through quite a hellhole since I turned 18 last year. Because when you think about it, no one ever really warns you about the repercussions of growing up. I mean, life just suddenly slaps you in the face. But it's a blessing. You know, being life skinny pig, experiencing stuff firsthand, kind of being rudderless. Because that's how lessons really stick to you, diba. And I think it's safe to say that for most people, the first year of legality is a whirlwind. And mine was the good type of whirlwind. My whirlwind projected me to this life-changing epiphany that for you to have the confidence to brave adulthood, you need to know that you are loved. You are loved. And according to Courtney Farrell, one of my favorite motivational speakers, there are three kinds of love. There's community love, there's self-love, and there's romantic love. What Courtney Farrell emphasized on community love was how the community comes together to form a harmonious social framework. But I'd like to magnify this concept a bit and focus on love of family because at the end of the day, they're the people who should matter the most. And I just want to say how tremendously blessed I am to have Vera as my sister. Nobody gets me like she does. She's basically my soulmate. And I learn a lot from her because she's so wise and she's just phenomenal. But it's it's true. With that being said, I really admire how our mom raised us. Not that we are the type of kids you'd wish to have. In fact, I remember Mama telling us out of frustration na kung papapiliin siya ng anak, it would definitely not be us. Pero although it scared me as a kid and it hurt, sa totoo lang narealize ko na ayoko rin naman siya maging nanay. Kasi aminin natin, Family isn't about isn't the group of people you'd want to live around with. They're basically the ones you're just stuck with. And that made me realize the true meaning of love. That despite all their ugly, you still choose to spend your lifetime with them. As a kid, this made me realize the true meaning of love. But this doesn't mean that true love is about staying. Because it's not just that. It's being able to work on your differences. And I really admire my mom because no matter how stressful it is to knock some sense into three young stubborn children, she never stopped no matter how stressed it made her. Sabi nga ni Vera sa Mother's Day post niya. 
In all honesty, I've always considered myself as someone who has this unbelievable leg up in life because I have a mom who happens to get so many things right. Ako nga sa podcast, kung ayoko talaga ng naririnig ko, ini-end ko na eh. Kaya kung di nyo gusto yung naririnig nyo ngayon, edi end nyo na. Kasi this is basically just me blabbering about my life. Um, another thing about my life is that I have a very adorable 13-year-old brother who balances the, the intense force that is Vera and Mama. There's Dave being the constant source of joy. You know, showing everyone random TikToks, joking about eggs, the, the egg buns, and he would laugh at them hysterically. And you know, he offers you a hug when he senses that you're down. But, you know, there are times that all there is are lemons and community love is just sour as heck. So you end up realizing that the only constant thing is your love for yourself. So self-love is this. For some reason, we as women are so hard on ourselves. We, we always talk about what we don't like about our body. When I started breaking out August last year, I, by all means, avoided mirrors. Because every time I'd look into one, all I'd see was these bumps that have been definitive of my whole being. I saw myself as the girl with the red face, and I meant it as an insult. I belittled myself because even though it made me feel horrible, the angst served as kind of an excuse for me to shut myself out and run away from the problem because it's easier. As opposed to transforming my heart and bettering my perspective. And what made it so much worse is that I projected this hatred of myself on other people. People who love me and try their best to support me. It took me quite a while to be able to muster the courage to finally accept my flaws and realize that I can never be perfect and that as long as I am hurting, I will continue to hurt those around me. So what I do is, every morning, I would look in the mirror and despite seeing five new pimples, I'd say, Leah... You are beautiful. I say that because I am. I am beautiful and smart and valuable and powerful and courageous. I am a force of nature. I am good and I am loved. And I have to tell myself that because the world is out to try to tell me that it's not true. So tell yourself you're beautiful and you have to mean it when you say it and you have to take other women along with you. Because you cannot see other women as your rival because we're all sisters binded by the special gift of womanhood. The last type of love is romantic love. This one comes with a lesson I had to learn the hard way. Before entering a romantic relationship, make sure that you are ready to see and handle the flawed, imperfect, nightmarish human in you because a partner or anyone you get intimate with to a certain extent 
will inevitably hold out a mirror. And totoo naman eh, na lahat ng tao, when seen up close, has so much wrong with their character. So, acting like a grown-up involves having a detailed answer to the question, how am I difficult to love? We have to fully get acquainted with all the ways in which we are going to be a challenge to live around. Because if you're able to befriend yourself like this, only then will you be able to look at your partner who's just as flawed, just as human, on a different lens. So, chill lang. Take your time to really dig deep and discover who you are before devoting yourself to someone. Because being happily single is a precondition to having a healthy, lasting relationship. Diba sabi nga nila, you don't attract who you think you deserve, you attract who you are. One more thing is that you also have to try to communicate effectively. Say what you mean, be straightforward, yet consider it. If you're gonna break up with someone, act like an adult. Tell them it's over. Do not ghost them. Because confrontation, as daunting as it may seem, is essential for your complete understanding of the situation and of yourself. Because we just can't age into adulthood. We have to mature as real grown-ups. And one thing that is almost always tied to growing up is being able to identify your passion. You know, I get intimidated pag passion na yung pinag-uusapan because it's, it's such a profound word. And I realized that I used to pass off on a lot of opportunities because I didn't feel like I was passionate enough about them. But when the time came that I had to apply for college and decide on what program I take, I chose to focus on performing because it's basically what I enjoy doing. But you know, it's still an awkward concept because when people come up to me and say, Oh, ang tapang mo naman! You chose to be a theater major. I, I admire you for following your passion. At the back of my mind, I'd be like, Um, hindi po, hindi ko po sinabi yan. I, I didn't say it was my passion. And it kind of becomes like that friend or that person you're currently talking to. Your quote-unquote quarren fling na hindi mo alam kung paano ipapakilala kasi wala kayong label. Like, this is just what I'm doing right now, and I mean, we're having fun, but we don't want to put that pressure on ourselves. Yeah, we FaceTime each other every night, but, you know, we're keeping it casual. <laughs> Ganon! I have a casual relationship with performing, with theater. And I try to, as much as possible, allow myself to do what interests me, at least. Um, to make use of my inhibitions and fears and traumas and you know express them through becoming different personas and i think for those of you who are just as confused just simply follow what interests you but i'm not saying that it's mandatory to pour all your attention to this interest you know just take time to practice it and see where it takes you but there won't always be a pot of gold at the end of every rainbow and it is inevitable to come across disappointments i know it might seem especially to those who know me personally 
that I'm very confident with being lazy and stuff, but I actually do have a conscience. And I don't love it when I procrastinate. I don't love the feeling of deciding to sit down and work. And next thing I know, I'm researching FBI interrogation techniques or what would happen to the planet if oxygen runs out when I was trying to get something done. Also, there are other moments when you have these bursts of inspiration and you get out and you try to do it, but it just tanks. It just flops. And, it, you know, it's, it's disappointing. But those things happening is a reason for you to all the more be kind to yourself. Because being sad isn't at all romantic. It's not fun. And the only thing that makes sense to me is to get myself out of it. And one thing I've learned from that is there are two types of distraction. And I think this is where the whole introvert-extrovert thing comes in. That even though what would distract me would be to go out and have fun and socialize, at the end of it, I'd still be drained from that. So, you know find things that genuinely refuel you and para sa akin, that's like sitting at home listening to good music reading a book i mean everyone has their own thing so do yours um lastly i find that for a lot of people the reason that they don't want to be alone is that they think they might be lonely and i believe it was a very important thing for me to feel na magisa ako umuwi sa school I umuwi from school and I look outside the bus window with you know my earphones plugged in and I'd, I'd just be at ease with my own thoughts because although I am lucky to have a very strong support system from family and friends hindi ko sila palaging kasama and they aren't always available and you know not having a direct access to them 24-7 taught me that I have to fend for myself. And that's where I felt the real adulting happen. Because all this while, I thought being an adult meant doing heavier chores, paying the bills, actually waking up to the alarms you set. But you see, those aren't core responsibilities. The real responsibility for me was taking care of myself and learning to be my own support system. What happens is you realize that there isn't just one way of being an adult. When you think about it, it's basically true that you just kind of wing it. You create your own adulting syntax and modify it in alignment to your own circumstances, your values, your strengths and weaknesses. Because responsibility comes in finding that space where you decide what being an adult is. It is understanding that you have privileges that you have to use responsibly, understanding that you have shortcomings that you need to overcome. It's understanding that there isn't a universal formula. All in the purview of you prioritizing your well-being so to sum it all up my first year into adulthood taught me that i never really know what's gonna happen next 
yeah, I could plan as best as I can, but I am always far more able to pivot my thinking. It's better to have the capacity to cope with more of life's unexpected slings and arrows, to accept the difficulties and keep going, even though it can be hard. You have to be confident in knowing that all too often, you won't actually get it right.